you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I, a poorly informed basketball fan, make my teenage sons co-host a podcast with me so that they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Hello and welcome to Orange Ball Juice. It is Sunday, November 6th, 2022. And as always, my name is Brooks and I am here with, on my left, Spency G. How you doing, Spency? I'm doing pretty well. And on my right is Marky Man. Marky Man, how you doing? I'm doing good. Great. Glad to hear it. Um, we're going to dive right into it. Uh, as usual, at the top of the show, I like to let any new listeners know who this show is for. So this show is obviously for basketball fans. Um, it's for anybody who wants to listen to some NBA talk. We're a family-friendly show. Uh, we don't do anything toxic on this show, which is probably a relief to some of you and a disappointment to others. Anyway, uh, we uh, like to talk basketball. We like to talk NBA basketball specifically. And here's the deal. I... I'm I'm getting better. I know a few things about the NBA, about basketball, but not even anywhere close to what my two teenage sons, Marky Man and Spencey G, know. So they're kind of like my two private NBA analysts, and uh, they they let me know what to think about basketball and the NBA. And we also talk fantasy. We talk headlines. Uh, we talk um, just scores and predictions. Uh, and, uh, sometimes we do a little bit of trivia and sometimes, uh, you know, we also talk a little bit of Raptors because we are Canadians. We love the Raptors. Um, but it's, it's, a it's a fun podcast. It's, you can listen to it with your kids. If you are kids, you can listen to it. Um, yeah. And, uh, it's, uh, if you, if, if you're like me and you're still learning a lot about basketball on a daily basis, maybe this would be for you as well. Anyway, let's get right into it. Let's talk about, um, some of the week three headlines. Guys, uh, Spency, the Lakers got a couple wins. What do you think about the Lakers? Um, I definitely think, you know, it's definitely good for their team in terms of morale. It was getting pretty uh, rough there uh, from last week. Um, Westbrook seems to finally sort of, I think he's found his place. He's been coming off the bench as a six man and leading the bench. And that's given him the opportunity to play really well, which is great. Um, I don't know. They have been playing well. They got, what, two wins. Two, they've won two out of three since their um, rough start. Um, but, yeah, I think they'll be better. We'll see. Yeah, what do you think, Marcus? What do you think with the Lakers? Are they getting better? Are they going to be for real? Or are they still just a team on the outside looking in? Um, I think they're getting better. I don't really. Th- I don't think they're for real. Um I think Russell Westbrook, like, he's he looks like he he he's getting fired up in the games. He's like, he's playing with his heart and stuff. But I just think, I I found that it was like, it it looked like how the Lakers have been winning. It almost looks like they're just getting lucky, in a way. Like I'm watching his games. It's like they're not, they're not being like they're not having amazing ball movement. They're kind of just like. They're making shot like they're making difficult shots, and 
that's not going to work as a team. Like you, you have to have like smart plays and smart and just not play off of chance. Basically. It seems like shooting is still there by far their weak spot. I don't yeah. know what the percentages are, but it seems like they're near the bottom of the league in terms of field goal, <clears throat> field goal percentage. Um, also, uh, I don't know if you saw they had their lo- after their first win, which I think was against the Nuggets. Was that the first one? <clears throat> yeah, yeah. I, I think yeah. So. I can't remember who it was against, but um, they had like a locker room celebration as if it was like yeah. they won the championship after that. I I think it was their their coach, their new coach's first NBA victory. So okay, sure. Yeah. Um, and they won another game. They won the next game and another nail biter though, like yeah. really close. Like they're just barely winning these games. Well, yeah, they had Matt Ryan. Save the team by hitting a crazy right away to send them to OT. Yeah, and I saw it was also in I think in that Nuggets game where um, Anthony Davis like I've never seen an NBA player like clutch their back and like yell out during the game, but like not come out of the game. Like just mm-hmm. he's like he looked like you know something you would see in a cartoon when yeah. someone gets a back like an old man gets a back injury and yeah. i don't you know i hope he's i i wanted i want him to play i don't want him to be injured but it was just like it seems like it's kind of funny their narrative now is like they're almost like like the bad news bears or like the mighty ducks or something and everything yeah. like, you know they have all these problems and everyone's rooting for them anyway um moving on from the lakers well um bucks are the opposite the opposite end the bucks are nine and zero. um they are what everybody thinks they are, I guess. Giannis is like the best player in the league. They're the best team in the league. Um, what do you got? What do you think about the Bucks? Well, I mean, I had them going first in the East. I they're like honestly, I think they've got the best chance of a seventy win team in a long time, other than the twenty seventeen Warriors, which was like one of the only seventy three and nine. So yeah, I mean they're on fire and they're going to be on fire for the entire season. Yeah, like they kind of when the anytime I see their highlights or any of their games, they just I mean, they Giannis looks unstoppable yeah. and the the supporting cast is incredible, yeah. you know. Uh which is great. I love the Bucks. It's great too. Yeah. And I think that's their best start in franchise history 9 and 0, I yeah. think. Yeah. Keep in mind Chris Middleton is injured. Yeah, I know, I know. 9 and 0. So yeah. Yeah, and it'll probably be something like he comes back, and then they lose that game, <laughs> yeah. and then they'll be yeah. unstoppable yeah. after that once they figure it out, like yeah. how to with him back in the lineup. So, how do you feel about the Bucks? You got yeah. anybody? Yeah, I mean, to be honest, they feel like the only team that's playing as expected. Either like some teams are overperforming, and other teams are definitely underperforming, but they just seem like they haven't slowed down, and like, yeah, I think this could potentially be their best season. Yeah, the looks of it. Well, in terms of teams that are underperforming, uh, the Warriors um, right now have had a few tough losses. It seems they lost to Orlando, uh, I think, uh, this week as well. Yeah. But they also have injuries. It seems I think um, Steph's been out a couple games or at least one game. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe. I mean, um, yeah, I don't know. I'm not sure exactly. Um, but yeah, I mean, they they they're underperforming. I mean, right now, their record is. Three and seven. I don't think anybody mm-hmm. would have predicted that their record would be three and seven after ten games. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's pretty bad. I mean, they should be able to, if they're a team that people are picking to go to the final again or mm-hmm. be at least top three in the West. You know, yeah, that's a pretty. I don't think anybody thought even even with injuries and you yeah. should they should be able to beat some of these yeah. weaker teams. Well, I mean, I 
predicted that. I think I predicted that would be the finals matchup. It was Warriors Bucks. That's what I I said, or I think I might have said Warriors Celtics again. Yeah, but um, I think I they like the Warriors lost a ton of their effective bench players over season. I I didn't think it would be that big of a deal, but I honestly think that's starting to bite them because like they lost Otto Porter. Juan Toscano, the what's his name, Gary Payton Jr. Those guys were like very important to the team, and they needed them off the bench. Yeah, I, I that, I mean that could be the issue. Like just when you have yeah. injuries and you don't have depth, oh, uh oh, all yeah. of a sudden you're going to lose. It just seems that you know when you get off to such a bad start, it's hard to overcome. But I do think. With them, it's just it's every time people kind of like write them off. It mm. seems like they just always yeah. It it seems like there's no middle ground with them. It's either they're going to be the best team we've ever seen, or they they start off bad and everyone's just like eh. Yeah, um, Luca seems like he's back being Luca again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, we watched that game against the Raptors the other night, and it's like he always has those moments where you're you're like. Well, no one else yeah. can do that. There's you can't defend that. There's nothing you can yeah. do. Yeah. You know, he just does. He's got an insane handle, and then he can just do a fadeaway jumper over a huge, tall person who's yeah. jumping as high as they can, and he just it just goes in. Yeah, it's so weird. He looks like uncoordinated, and he looks like not even good at basketball, but <laughs> he just like yeah. makes yeah. every he's shot. He's so and... slow, but he just it's every time he can. We know that he can score from anything so then he's double team but then he just makes some insane pass to the open man yeah i know it's weird watching him because he does kind of look like a lumbering dinosaur out there yeah. sometimes but then you're like he gets so much respect like you say that he can just he can just burn you yeah. and it's it was frustrating to see them lose by one it was another game anyway yeah. we'll get into the raptors later but um so i think um i think that the week three um player of the week hasn't been named yet uh the week two players of the week um it was Giannis uh in the west and in the east it was uh Giannis in the east pardon me Giannis in the east and Shea Gilgis Alexander yeah. in the west that's two um, in a row for Shea I think uh no that was just week two I don't they haven't oh. named week three we just oh, finished yeah, week three yeah. which and they haven't named player of the week yet as far as I know I, I, the recording of this podcast I didn't see it in the headlines um so yeah, it's great to see a great Canadian uh, basketball player playing so well. Um, you know, what do you guys think about Shea? I don't know. He's pretty insane. I mean, he's not surrounded by the greatest team, but he definitely like it's just he's showing out every game, and he's he hasn't slowed down. He's been crazy so far, and like I don't know. At this point, he could be dark horse MVP. I I really don't think he's gonna win MVP, but he could be in those conversations. What's your assessment of Shea? I wouldn't say dark horse MVP. I, I, I don't think he's going to be in contention for MVP at all. But I think he's playing amazing because he, like, he wants to prove himself. Because last year, nobody talked about him. He didn't get, he was snubbed from the All-Star team. And now he's just, like, he's, I think he's angry. He wants to, you know, carry the thunder. Yeah, yeah, um... Um, well, the the next obviously I think big big headline from from week three is the situation in Brooklyn. Uh, you know we're not going to talk about um, 
Kyrie's suspension in detail. It's beyond the scope of this podcast. We just like to talk about what happens on the court. But nonetheless, he's suspended for five games, which is going to severely affect the team. Uh, we don't know how that's all going to shake out in the end. And, of course, Coach Nash also got turf. <laughs> yeah. So what do you think about the Coach Nash situation? I just can't believe things can get even worse over there. It just seems like somehow things continue to fall apart. And honestly, it doesn't seem – I don't think it's Steve Nash's fault um, – you know, Kyrie and Katie, they were talking about this whole thing where, like, essentially it seemed like Kyrie thought that he and Katie could coach the team, essentially. And he, that's sort of what he wanted. Um, yeah. You know. <sighs> but didn't Durant come out and say that he was shocked that Nash, yeah. Nash yeah. got well, fired? Yeah, well, what Nash said before he got fired was that they weren't responding to him. So it seems like they were almost right. ghosting him as right. a coach, which is just, yeah, it seems... To me, I honestly, I think it's on the players. I don't think it's his fault. What do you think? Well, actually, I mean, who knows? But I've seen in the past that there's co- coaches have, you know, or players, sorry, have have said a few things about Nash. They said they don't agree with his beliefs about basketball mm-hmm. and, like, his ideology yeah. and stuff. So, I mean, I wasn't too surprised when he got fired. Um, I don't think Durant... I don't think Durant was a huge fan of Steve Nash ever, um, but I well, also I let's mean, not forget that Durant like was trying to get out. Wasn't yeah, he? You know, he, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, that's true. Yeah. And we're all like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, who knows? Honestly, like Steve. I mean, I'm sure Steve Nash was a fine coach. I don't. It's definitely not all his fault. Mm-hmm. But I don't. I mean, they've got to fire the coach if like there's major <laughs> problems. That's that's just, just yeah, I think everybody was just a bit surprised how quickly it yeah. came. Like they yeah. got off to a yeah. bad start, mm-hmm. and then it's just like you're out, and then. You know, just one it, thing okay. after another. I think after another. you could definitely see that there wasn't like they're not going to have a huge spark and start playing good again. Oh, and so. Simmons is injured, right? Yeah. Again. Well, oh. it's not like he was playing. He, he was playing. so bad. He was. He was. I mean, he was getting like four points and like eight rebounds and eight assists. I mean, yeah. you know, he has been playing for two years. I don't think we can just write him off just yet. Like he was amazing, which people do seem to forget. He was a pretty amazing player, but I mean. I I was watching uh, TNT, and I think what Charles Barkley said actually did sort of sum it up. I don't think the truth is I don't know if Steve Nash is a good coach. I literally I I don't think we'll ever know unless he gets another job. But yeah. I, he I don't think he deserves. I don't. Play. Is there another? Ex- I mean, there's obviously lots of examples of former players who become NBA coaches, but. I mean, it seems I don't know. Has a superstar, a former superstar player, ever had like huge success as a coach? I mean, Jason Kidd is coaching them. They seem to like Jason Kidd a lot. Yeah, Jason Kidd is maybe, but he's never won a championship. No, no. And I mean, obviously, Steve Kerr seems to be probably the most successful former player coach um, in terms of just like championships. Mm -hmm. There's been plenty of former player coaches, but yeah, I'm just trying to think. It's almost like, and I remember people used to say this, like, you know, Wayne Gretzky, I think, had a brief foray into coaching. And it's like, maybe when you're a superstar player, it's almost just like, hey, just try harder and be yeah. better. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because you're just used to, like, I don't know. It's, it's a weird, it's a weird I, yeah, dynamic. I yeah. understand. Like, that's, yeah, that's why, like, Kobe Bryant would be the worst coach ever. Because you'd just be like, yeah. why Hog the ball and better? score. Yeah. That's why what you, you do. Why aren't yeah. you better than you are? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Work out harder, yeah. practice more. Like, yeah. yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think 
that's not fair to just brand all superstar players can't coach. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see. Maybe LeBron's going to end up being a coach. Yeah. You know, it seems like and LeBron they, can do anything at this point. Yeah. Yeah, I guess he gets to do whatever he, he wants. He already is basically coaching a team. He gives motivational speeches on the bench. Also. Well, sure. have you seen the funny... I, I At this point, I don't even know it's real. It did seem like the Lakers coach just straight up on the playboard, didn't write plays. He just wrote, like, sentences. <laughs> right. Like, do this. Right. He didn't write up plays, which is yeah. sort of embarrassing. Yeah. I, yeah, that's a weird situation. Anyway, why don't we look at um, your guys' picks from last week. Um, so... Basically, I gave each of you three what I thought were kind of some interesting matchups. Um, so let's do yours. I gave you uh, all games from Wednesday, November 2nd, um, Spencer. So we'll talk about yours. Um, first, uh, we had Celtics and uh, and Cavs, which was in Cleveland. And you said it was going to be a win uh, for the Celtics, 120-117. Uh, it ended up being an overtime win for the Cavs, 114-113. Um, and, uh, yeah, you, you predicted it was going to be a close one, but, uh, Cavs came out on top. What did you, any thoughts on that game? Um, no, not really. I mean, I knew it, I knew it was going to be close. I wouldn't like, I'm not surprised that the Cavs won. Yeah. And it's great to see that. Like, it seems like the Cavs are for real. You know, it's great. They, you know, they've added, Mm -hmm. you know, um, Mitchell and and other players, and they seem like they can compete with anybody. You know, you said you had on the, your stat line predictions were uh, Tatum with forty eight and five. He ended up with thirty six, twelve and six. So you weren't too far off there. And then you had top performer for the um, the Cavs being Donovan Mitchell with twenty four and six. His stat line was actually twenty eight four and six. So you're close. But the their top performer was uh, Garland with uh, twenty nine, twelve and five. Um, the other game uh, that you um, picked, uh, what do you got here? Grizzlies versus Blazers, uh, which was in Portland. Um, you said 104.96 for the Grizz, ended up being 111.106 for the Grizz, so you weren't too far off there in terms of uh, point differential. Uh, Morant was actually injured, I think, for that game. Um, or no, he wasn't. No. He just had a different. He was. He wasn't. He had twenty six nine and seven stat line. You had said he was going to have a crazy game, a forty three nine and three stat line. Yeah. Um, their their actual top scorer was Bain, a twenty nine eight and five. Um, and you predicted Sharp would have a uh, twenty four and six. He actually had a terrible game. I don't know <laughs> why. I don't know what happened. No. Um, he had two points, two rebounds, and, and no assists. So I don't know if if he's hurting. Yeah. Or... Now that. Was just unfortunate. I think <laughs> he has insane. like he's. What's that? That's insane for like two points. Two well, yeah, points. it's I. Yeah. I think I checked. I mean, it's not like he had that few minutes. Like I. No, I he. I think he got the starting role because Dame is injured. Yeah. I mean, he. Yeah, he is an up and coming player, sorta. He was the thirty eighth pick. He has been playing really well, but I, yeah, that was just sort of. So the and the, so yeah. the top performer, I guess for. Um, the Blazers was uh, Nurkic. Nur- Nurkic, Nurkic yeah. sorry, Nurkic. <laughs> uh, 23 points, 13 rebounds, 4 assists, and I guess uh, Dame is still out uh, for that game. I'm not sure if he's back this mm-hmm. weekend. Is he back yet? I don't know that he, he is. I think he, he's like potentially. Pause, probable or possible for tonight. this week. Is he playing? Yeah, yeah I don't maybe know if they have a game tonight or not on Sunday. Uh, anyway, and then your uh, Raptors versus Spurs. 
uh, game. You said the Raptors were going to win 124 to 112. That was in San Antonio. They actually won 143 to 100, which is like a, a, yeah. a 43 point thumping. Um, Not complaining about that prediction being wrong. Um, no, no. So you got, I mean, you predicted the, the win. Um, but yeah, they absolutely destroyed the Spurs, humiliated them. Uh, you predicted a 38 and 7 stat line for Siakam. It was actually 22, 11, and 10. Uh, and uh, you, um, Johnson was who you thought would, when you picked their stat line, he actually didn't play. No. Um, he was injured. I don't know if he's still injured. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah. And it was, uh, the best stat line for the, for the Spurs <laughs> was Jones with seven points, seven rebounds and eight assists, which kind of shows just how bad it was for yeah. Yeah. the Spurs. We watched a lot of that game. It was actually pretty boring. Um, but it's nice to see the Raptors absolutely, you know, dismantle a team mm-hmm. it shows that they can do that with the bad teams and they should be beating the bad teams. Um, like that. So Marcus, um, so anyway, Spencer, you were two out of three in terms of predicting wins. Um, so that's your, your, uh, running score for your game predictions, uh, for your, uh, which is pretty good. Marcus, you, I had you pick some games, uh, from Friday, November 4th. So for Nick Sixers, uh, you'd said it was going to be, uh, you said that the Sixers were going to come out on top 120 to 109. Actually, the Knicks ended up winning that game, 106-104. Mm-hmm. Did you? What do you think about that? What do you think about the Knicks? And what do you think uh, about the Sixers? Like, as Sixers, are they in big trouble? And are the Knicks on the rise? Or uh, that's hard to say. I don't think the Sixers are in big trouble, but they. I mean, they're in a little bit of trouble. Um, who knows about them? You know, but. Uh, Harden, I think, was actually injured for that game. Mm-hmm, yeah. 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 And so. Weeks. I mean, I think if they can't get all, if those guys are just going to keep getting injured, then who knows what's going to happen with them. Mm-hmm. If both he and, you know, Embiid, you know, yeah. can't be on the floor, then it's really up to Maxi. And he had another great game, 31 points, three, three rebounds, seven assists. Yeah. Um, you had predicted Harden to have uh, the 36. most points, 36 points. I don't, you had a weird thing where well, you were trying I, to tell was, me points versus best outline. Well, and, I was listing the rebounds, yeah. who, who I would think have the most rebounds. Sure, most sure. Rebounds. So, um, and then uh, you predicted uh, Brunson for the Knicks, and you were, you were right about that. You said 19-5-4. and four. He ended up with 23.6 rebounds, 7 assists. So mm-hmm. pretty good. So the Warriors-Pelicans game, um, you put the Pel- – this was a very close prediction that you came mm-hmm. up with here. You said Pelicans would win 115-106. One, uh, they actually won 114-105. to um, And Curry was out that game. So yeah. um, your stat line didn't end up mattering because he was out, and that's one of, probably one of the reasons why they lost. He, they're not that uh, you know he, if he's out and he's obviously their best player. And Zion, you know, had another not a you thought he was going to have another truly scary dominant performance. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty three nine and six, he ended up with uh, sixteen three and one. So anyway, uh, and uh, um, but their their best performer was actually Ingram. 26 yeah. points, five rebounds, five assists. So the Pelicans, you know, they've been pretty resilient. They, you know, mm-hmm. they've overcome these injuries from Zion and uh, Herbert Jones and other players. Yeah. And, and Ingram. And, uh, you know, they look good. What do you think about the Pelicans? I know that they seem to be a growing sort of dark horse pick. Everybody uh, got worried with those injuries, but if those guys stay mm-hmm. healthy, what do you think? Uh, 
I I think it's great. I mean, I really like I was, I've said this before. I think CJ McCollum was like one of my favorite players. He's like he's super fun to watch. He's like really like positive, you know, he's always he's super entertaining. He's hitting threes I'm the deep and you don't expect it. And I don't know, the Pelicans like I think they're going to be a mediocre team. They could be like the sixth seed. Um, I mean, they're one of the losses to the Lakers. I know that. Um, but yeah, they 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 they're, they're fun to watch. So yeah, and they're a young team too. So yeah, and I think was it last night or maybe the night before? Um, uh, Zion had like a crazy windmill dunk, and you're just like mm-hmm. every once in a while, it's you get reminded just yeah. how insane. What's his left that hand is. too? Is he left handed? Yeah. I don't no, know. I don't think, I think so. But just just how explosive he can be, you know, when he turns it on at times, yeah. it's it's pretty scary. Um, and then you're you're the the last game which we all watched, um, uh, and again another pretty strong prediction. Although it was you're on the wrong side of it. Mm-hmm. You you said the Raptors were going to win in OT one thirty two to one thirty. Yeah, it was a bit of a lower scoring game, and it didn't go to OT, but it was right down to the wire um but the Mavs came out on top 111 110 over the over the Raptors um you you said uh Siakam would have the big you had a pretty good prediction for for Siakam too um but he actually didn't have one of his um super dominant games and in fact he got injured in that game mm-hmm. yeah, um no, well he so, he was on the way to one of those games that's right so he pulled his groin in what, like the second quarter or something? He strained it. He's out for he, they're reevaluating in two weeks. Yeah, which is terrible news for the Raptors. Yeah, horrible, yeah. And that news just came in like maybe ten minutes before we started um, yeah. recording. Uh, but Luca, once again, was Luca. Um, you know, Mark's predicted forty-six points, ten rebounds, three assists. Ended up being thirty-five, eight, and eight. Yeah. Um, and OG looks. He's been looking really, really, really great um, for the Raptors. Um, he seems to be in shape and aggressive and making stuff happen, and he was their best player when Siakam was out that night. And they, they, they came close to winning, but he had 27 points, five steals, and seven rebounds. Yeah. Um, we, I love it. I mean, I got him on fantasy, so I love it when OG plays well, but also as a Raptors fan, I think um, he's a real linchpin for that team. Um, yeah. It makes a big difference when he's playing well. So that was the week that was. So oh, Marcus, you so you're one for three. You yeah. you you know um, you're close, but those on those squeaker games, you had those close games that were hard mm-hmm. to predict. And uh, so Spencer uh, was two for three, and you were one for three. And we'll see how that carries through. So now we know week two um, player of the week. As we said before, um, it was Giannis um, in, in in the East and Shea Gilgis Alexander in the West. So. After looking back at week three, uh, Spency, who do you think are going to be the players of the week? Um, I'm for the West. I'm Luka Doncic for sure. I think. I mean, I think that's pretty much locked down. Yeah. Um. You know, for the East, I think it could go to Siakam. I think that'd be fair, but I think uh, this is tough. There was the East. There were some great players. All right. Well, I'll, I'll put you down uh, for Siakam just so we can sure, cheer for it. Yeah. You know, we need some good news. Well, I'm positive who will be. Okay. I I think it'll be Luka Doncic. Okay. And Donovan Mitchell. 
Donovan he's Mitchell. right now. He's mm-hmm. third in MVP running. He's the dark for dark horse MVP. Right. He's playing out of his mind. Well, is more. I don't know. Dark horse. He's third. Like he's third. I, MVP. No, I'm saying he's more like MVP. I, I MVP think he. Contention. I don't think so. I mean, he's on the Cavaliers and he was just traded. Nobody yeah. would ever think that he was going to be MVP. So. Right, but and you think he had the best overall, and he was the best player in the Eastern yeah. Conference in Week Three. I think they they almost have to give it to him. All right. Well, we'll see how that shakes out. Um, all right. Well, let's um, let's talk a little bit um, about the. I asked each of you guys. Um, we're gonna do a new new segment called "Getting to Know You." So sometimes, you know, as someone like me who you know I follow the NBA, but you know, everybody knows who the superstars are and maybe some of like the starting players and, um, you know, the players that have been around for several years who are stars in the league. But it's, uh, you know, I have a hard time keeping track of some of the younger guys, the up and coming guys. So I asked uh, uh, Spencer and Marcus to to find um, a player or, or tell me about some players that they think are on the rise, maybe a rookie player or a second year player or somebody who's come in from a European league or, or something like that. Somebody that I might not be aware of uh, that they think is going to make, uh, you know, basic, basically make a name for themselves in the NBA um, this season and, and going forward. So, so Spencer, uh, I think that I ask you to find someone in the East. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you think in the East fits the bill? Um, I chose Ayo Dosunmu. Um, he is the backup point guard on the Bulls. Um, and since Lonzo is out, he's been starting. Um, he was the 38th pick in 2021, so it's his second year. Um, I Honestly, I don't think much was expected from him, which makes this even more exciting. Um, he's been averaging 12, uh, 4, and 3 so far. and Coming off the bench, but now com- he's the starting Now point, he's the point start, guard. starting point right. guard, and he's, like, amazing defensively. Um, he held Kyrie Irving to the worst night of his career um I think last week and um one of the things like that's sort of known about him is he just like he really cares like he's always he tries so much and he has energy for like the entire game and he was talking about how important it is to you know have energy from the tip to the end because yeah and I think that might come from being the 38th pick and not have like sort of low expectations from him and he's just really trying to prove himself and I think he's going to be an exciting player what do you think of this guy Marcus uh I think he's great I mean I he was my um I picked him up and from fantasy last year because Lonzo got injured and then he was playing and he's playing great but yeah I mean he's young obviously um yeah he, there's no reason that he shouldn't be great in the years to come. So, so you think he, he might end up just, I mean, he's got this opportunity. He seems to be, if you're saying he's making the most of it, then maybe he'll get a chance to be a starting point guard someday on some, some team. Yeah, yeah, someday. If Lonzo comes back, he's there automatically going to put him at the starting point guard. But yeah, yeah, sure. Well, good to know. Um, yeah, there's, again, that's a, that's a great example, Spencer, of somebody that yeah. I'm not, he's not going to be in my radar unless I pick him up for fantasy. And even then, I'm, I, you know, I, <laughs> it's a rotating cast, you guys, deeper down your, your, your fantasy list, you mm-hmm. know. Uh, so who did you have in the West? I had Jalen Green. He was the second pick in the draft last year. And he was like, for the first, for his rookie season, he was, he wasn't great for the first half of the season. Then he turned it on and he was pretty good. 
And this year, so who, do, who does sorry to interrupt, but who does Jalen Green plays play for the Houston Rockets? Okay, so he's this year he's playing okay, nineteen point five points, like three rebounds, three assists, something like that. So he's I, he's for sure like a possible future star player. He's got the star player potential, I think. Um, he, he this team is going to keep pushing on, expanding his game when it comes to assists, rebounds, and stuff. Because he's a point scorer. But, I mean, he's clearly extremely confident in his abilities. Not afraid to shoot the ball. Not af- He's a crazy dunker. Yeah, I think... <laughs> the dunk contest yeah. was Except for the, the dunk saddest contest. thing I've ever seen. But, but he's got yeah, some he amazing dunk, in-game yeah. dunks. <laughs> and, yeah, I mean, he's on the Houston Rockets, too. So, he's right now, he's the best player. Right. So, yeah, he's already getting a taste of, like... Being, being the guy. Yeah. Being the man. Okay, I'll keep an eye on him. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't think we can uh, blame any individuals for why the dunk contest stinks yeah. and has not been great. It's not really, a, like, I mean, I, we can go on this for, forever, but it used to be back in the day, it was all the star players that were in the mm-hmm. dunk contest, and now it's like a young these young super athletic guys, not necessarily even guys that are going to be in the starting yeah. lineup for their teams. Yeah. And that's all well and good, but then it's like gimmicks. So uh. here's my pitch. What they should do is make it horse right mm-hmm. and so it's not about like oh i put on you know these dumb boots or yeah. i like i did like i have a prop it's like okay this guy's going to do a 360 windmill mm-hmm. and yeah can and you yeah. do a 360 windmill yeah. you know like that the stand and then it's at least like the guys have to be versatile they have to practice like an array of dunks and just like see who yeah. can who can pull it all yeah. off i think the know? crowd would be way, way more into it too yeah. like totally. everybody would be yeah you know. then it actually like displays t- like your talent and your bounce like i yeah. don't need to see jalen green wearing an nft while he's dunking <laughs> no that's so dumb it's a waste yeah. of everyone's time yeah anyway um all right well let that's that's great let's get into talk a little bit of fantasy so uh marcus how's your fantasy team doing uh, well, it looks like I'm gonna get my first win. So for week, week three, you're gonna you'll three. be your first. Win. First okay. one was really close. Had some issues. And so, um, so you're in a head. Just so that yeah. we know, you're yeah. in a head-to-head uh, league. So that means every week you're up against another guy in your league. Yeah. Um, for points. Uh, right. Yeah, I'm I'm second right now for total points in the league right now this week. So I'm doing good. Um. Yeah, it's fine. I mean, my guys, I still got some injuries, very frustrating injuries, like Giannis day-to-day right now, Ugh. Zion day-to-day, Garland day-to-day, Lamelo's out. He's looking to come back pretty soon, so, you know, I mean, as long as my guys can stay healthy, my team should be the best in the league. Yeah, that's I what mean, they all say, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, it's true. Like, I, sure. I haven't yeah. been able to, my guys haven't been able to play my star players, so I mean, yeah, it's and you've also made a few unforced errors in terms yeah. of you know accidentally not starting guys and all yeah. that, which will always hurt. So uh, Spencer, how's your fantasy team doing? Um, we are doing very well. Um, You're three and zero. About to go three and zero. Yeah. Um, I'm leading in overall points by a decent margin. Um, except, not a great finish to the week. Um, now Siakam's going to be out for at least two weeks. Yeah. And Kyrie Irving out for five games. Yeah. Um, Victor Oladipo has not played, and they still they just won't give me any news. So I don't know whether to dump him or not. Right. And it, yeah. it I would no, dump him. Some for sure. unfortunate, and of course Zach Levine has been 
injured a couple times. Now he's day to day. Right. So you know, it's a little frustrating. But my other guys have been playing very well, and I I think I still should be fine. Yesterday, I think I accidentally didn't hit save, and so I sat three guys, and the only person playing scored 11 points. Right. Um, thankfully, I was already up by around 500 on the other guy, so it's okay. But yeah. no, it could be, if I'm playing a good team next week, it 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 could be a little sketchy. Yeah. Well, you guys at least have a chance to do something in your league. I'm, as you know, uh, I'm in a rotisserie league, which is just means like yeah. there's 12 teams and just there's only so many points to go around and it just goes from 1 to 12, right? So you're just fighting every week against everybody all the time. And I've made some huge errors. <laughs> yeah. uh, I've had some injuries too. I mean, Damian Lillard's yeah. uh, been injured. Zion, um, Herbert Jones, um, you know, uh, other players have been injured here and there and I've been sort of and and the other thing that I what I didn't know about that it's not that I didn't know I actually did know I noticed that some other rosters I'm like oh they have guys on like a, a injured reserve essentially which you can keep them on the bench and then you can add more guys to make up mm-hmm. for that and I couldn't figure out how to do it and then I forgot about it and then I have you know friends of mine in the league are sending me tests going dude you should have players in your injured <laughs> do you know how to yeah. do that you know you should probably do it because you're never like you're gonna you're just gonna suck even worse mm. if you don't. So I finally figured that out, but then I've like you know I've been getting I miss a notification because I'm busy, and then oh no, I've got a guy. <laughs> like who did I do that with last week? Or uh, I can't remember who was it, it was. Tyus I think it, it might have been, or it might have been. Uh, I got Bruce Brown, which was a great pickup, but then I left him on the bench. Yeah. Um, yeah. On you know, so I've got you know. Anyway, I'm I'm hoping now you know Gobert, who's been underperforming as far as I'm concerned, just in general, ah. mm-hmm. um, and sh- falling just short of double doubles, which is just driving me insane all the time. Like getting like nine points and fifteen rebounds, mm-hmm. like those kind of things just are annoying. But uh, now he's game time t- decision tonight. I got to figure out my lineup. And the other thing that happens on I think on Sunday on weekend games, you have to be careful because sometimes the game creeps up on you. It's an afternoon game mm-hmm. or whatever. So. Mm-hmm. Anyway, all of this is to say, um, and you know, I've got guys like Jamal Murray who are still slowly getting better, but they're not performing that well. Booker had a great game for me. Um, I think it was last night. Um, he, he played really well. He had, you know, he had, he's had a couple of pretty good games, but ultimately for him, it's just more like points and then his rebound totals and assist totals are pretty low still for the most part. So, you know, and that's again where I'm where I'm weak. Uh, mm-hmm. Assist assist to turnover ratio, um, and Zion again is a game time decision. Like and guys like um, Jaden McDaniel's um, on the Timberwolves. He's been underperforming for me. Um, yeah. it's just been really and uh, and Jalen Smith on the Pacers, totally underperforming. So, what am I going to do? You know, yeah. all I can yeah. do is chip away. Um, hopefully get some trades. I've had these trade offers where I'm like, oh, somebody, you know, and I just blow them off yeah. because I don't really know. I'm like, I don't know. And then, uh, but I'm going to have to, the guys that are at the top of the league are super active with trades, mm-hmm. with waiver pickups. I've been trying to pick up guys on waivers as much as yeah. I can um, to keep my lineup full. But the other thing I didn't realize is the whole, you know, game limitation. You can only play, you have a limit on how many games you can play at each mm-hmm. position. So you got to manage yeah. that as well. Mm-hmm. Blah, blah, blah. Anyway, 
I'm only saying all of this because I'm sure some of you out there who are, if you're a first-time fantasy player like me and you're in a rotisserie league, mm. a lot of headaches, a lot of huge learning curve. And, you know, I had high hopes. I thought it was all about the draft. And I found out very quickly that it is not mm. all about mm. the draft. Nope. It's all about managing your lineup on a daily basis mm. and knowing the tricks. And if you neglect it, you'll get burned. Mm. And the guys that know what they're doing will just rinse you. I think, <laughs> yeah. I think the problem with the whole trade situation is like if you get a trade if you get a trade offer from the number one guy and you, you kind of feel like you're getting scammed like you look you'll you look into it and it's like it's fine but like I feel like there's something no. I don't know yeah exactly <laughs> you know yeah, I mean? there's no one would ever propose a trade that they think they're getting the worst yeah of. the worst yeah. of so you know like you- yeah but sometimes it's just a matter of like what they're doing is they're saying you're fine in points, but you got no assists. Yeah, that's and, true. It's and they're just like, history. yeah. So they're kind of like, they're assessing what your needs are and saying like, you need this more than you need this. So, you know, I got to trade like for instance, straight up, uh, somebody offered me, um, uh, uh, Chris Paul for Devin Booker because mm. they recognized that I needed assists more yeah. than I needed points. Um, and so I yeah. turned it down just because I was like, yeah, but I do still need points. Like, I'm not mm-hmm. that great in points either. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Booker is like one of the only guys that consistently does it. So anyway, no. yeah. it's, it's yeah, hard I mean, and like, unless you know what you're doing. You yeah. Know, and Rot- it's gonna history take, yeah. is a tough, you know, yeah. like first time rotisserie is going to be probably the most challenging. Yeah. The so, only thing that would have made it worse is it also you can have a salary cap league that so, I would be interested in trying that. Yeah, because then you can't just like do whatever you want. You're always being like reined in by who you can pick yeah. up and how much, you know, they're worth salary rise. Anyway, enough about fantasy other than to say yeah, it's fun, it's very frustrating like you got it turns you into a bad person too. You're <laughs> yeah, like yeah. you're like, you know, cuz the last thing you want to do is like be like, "Yes, this person's injured. That's good for me." Because like mm, somebody yeah. else is like this is the worst feeling, but yeah. Yeah, you're like, it does help you when some injury on another team, you know, the team that you're trying to make up ground on, but like, you can't sit around like wishing injuries on people. It's awful. But anyway, um, so let's uh, look ahead um, to next week in the NBA because I'm going to change it up this time. This time I'm I'm giving you guys um, five games each. Um, there's no NBA on Tuesday because I believe it's election day in in, in, a, in the states yeah. and they're they're not the NBA is not playing that day. So um, I've got uh, a Monday, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday games for you guys. So you're on, on each day you each have one game to predict. And all I want to we're going to change it up a bit. So it's just going to be final score and on the winning team who you think is going to have the top stat line. Okay, so. Marcus, we'll start with you on uh, Monday, November 7th. Uh, we got the uh, Cleveland Cavaliers at LA Clippers in LA. Um, I think that's going to be an interesting game. Um, Clippers are still kind of like a lot of questions hanging over that team, it seems, whereas the Cavs are, seem like the real deal. Mm. They seem like they're very much on the rise in the East. So what do you what's your prediction for final score? Looks like an, it looks like an interesting game. I'll watch that. Um, well, it all depends if Kawhi Leonard's playing or not. If he's playing, then, I mean, I'd probably still give it to the Cavs because Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland are amazing. Uh, 
That's hard. That's I, I'll give it to Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers I'll say 120 to 108. All right, and who's going to be the top performer on uh, on Cleveland? Donovan Mitchell. Okay. And what's his stat line going to be? I'll give him 29 points, five rebounds, seven assists. 29, five, and seven. All right. So another interesting game for the for the Raptors on Monday um, uh, is Toronto is going to take on the Bulls in Chicago. What do you think, Spencer? Um, well, it, I'm scared because if both Freddie and Pascal are out, then I do think Chicago's going to take it. So yeah, as much as I don't want to <laughs> do this, I'm going to say Chicago – um, 115 to uh, 109. And I'll have DeRozan with uh, 34, 6, and 3. Three steals? Yeah, or three assists. Blocks. 34, 6, oh, and 3. I thought you were giving me a four-category four style line. So 34 points, 6 rebounds, 3 assists. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Okay, so that's fair. Yeah, I mean, injuries are always a factor, but that's just part of making predictions, right? Who's going to be back, who's who's not, all of that stuff. All right, so Wednesday, uh, November 9th, uh, Marcus, we've got Utah at Atlanta. So um, that that's a hard one to predict, I think, yeah. because Utah is overachieving, yeah. still looking really good. Uh, Atlanta, not so much. Atlanta, I guess, do you think they should be better? Um I don't think they should be better. Trey Young is g- good. He's kind of like I. I don't really like how he plays. Like he's not. I'm not really a fan of his play style. Um, he's obviously scores a bunch of points and Zarnte Murray and stuff. He. I don't know. I don't. He might have been. He might be underperforming. I honestly don't. I haven't like looked at the Hawks at all. Mm-hmm. So I'll give it to the Jazz, one twenty to one hundred nine. I think I was. Was that my same score? Or the other game? Uh, yeah. Let me see here. I think you had one twenty to one oh eight in the other game. Okay. Well I'll change it up a bit. I'll say one say one twenty four to one twelve. So Utah will Utah. come out on top. Yeah. One twenty four to one twelve. And who's gonna be the top performer for Utah? Well, let me think about this line for a second. Okay. I I, I is Colin Sexton injured? I don't mm, know. I Cause I don't. I'm not sure. There's also Markkanen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, been playing. He's on your fantasy well. team too, right? Yeah, That's I right. got him off the waivers, which was amazing. Um, well, I mean, even if, I mean, I don't know. I don't. So okay, well, I, I'm gonna have to. Oh, uh, he's, okay, he's, he's healthy. He's healthy. So put your feet to the fire. So what's right. what's it gonna be? We'll give it to Markkanen then. I'll say. Uh, <laughs> yeah. okay, I just looked at the context and stats. Um, I'll give it to Markkanen. <laughs> I'll say he's going to have 22 points, 14 rebounds, three assists. 22-14 and three. All right. So another interesting game, which I think is going to be, it'll be uh, on Wednesdays. The New York Knicks are going to be in Brooklyn against the Nets. You know, the ongoing Nets drama. They, st- you know, they still have, you know, I guess, Kyrie will still be suspended. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, who knows if Simmons? I don't know what the deal is with his injury. If it's I like uh, like how long term it is or not. So I guess it's Durant's team. You know, 
Um, yeah. I, and and then so who? What do you think? Knicks. Knicks. Nets. This is going to be a weird game. Um, I'm going to go Knicks. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say they're going to embarrass the Nets. Okay. Um, I'm going to say they're going to have. It's going to be 130 to uh, 105. Actually, no. Sorry. 1011 or 111. 130 to 111 for the Knicks. And who's going to be the Knicks top performer? Uh, Jalen Brunson with 27 points, yeah. uh, five rebounds, six assists. All right. All right. Let's move along here. So on uh, Thursday, Marcus, it's um, Charlotte is going to be in Miami playing the Heat. What do you think? Um, I'll give it to Charlotte. Because I'm, mm. <laughs> I give it to Charlotte because I'm pretty sure Lamelo Ball is playing that game. Okay, he looks like he's coming back. Yeah, so I'll give it to Charlotte. I'll say one ten to one o four. And you think I would say Lamelo Ball is probably going to be the top scorer. Uh, it's going to be low, so I think he's going to have like twenty one points, seven assists, and like five rebounds. Twenty-one, five, and seven. Yeah. All right, and so also on Thursday is Portland at uh, New Orleans. So what do you think? All right, so that's to me that's an interesting game because the Pelicans kind of like seem to be stabilizing at least injury wise, and also Portland. I, I don't know if Lillard's still going to be out. We're getting into the second week. He was listed as one to two weeks, so maybe he'll be back by that game, but I don't know that that's for sure. So. Um, uh, actually, I, no, I'm pretty sure on my fantasy lineup he's still listed as injured right now. So, yeah, he's still he's still uh, injured as of today. So who knows by th- next Thursday if he'll be in or not. But anyway, hmm. taking everything into consideration, Spencer, what do you think is going to happen um, with uh, Portland and uh, New Orleans? I think it's going to be a very fun game. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to New Orleans. Okay. Um, I'll say these are very offensive teams. Um, I'll say one thirty to one twenty-seven. Wow. Um, All right. And who's going to do it for the Pelicans? Who's going to be their top performer? I'll say Zion. He's looking pretty scary. Um, okay. I'll say twenty-five. Uh, Eight and eight rebounds and three assists. All right. So moving on to Friday, uh, November eleventh, Marcus. We got uh, the Raps are going to be in Oklahoma City. So, what do you think? Um, I got the Raptors. They better win that game. Um, I mean they don't have Siakam, but I'm confident in the Raptors' abilities without Siakam and Fred. Mm-hmm. I really like. You know, I. A huge fan of Coloco, Christian Coloco. So I think, yeah, I think they'll take it. I think it's probably going to be super close. Hmm. Or maybe, you know, actually, you know what? I think, I think the Raptors will win it by like, I'll say, I'll say one, since it's, they don't have Siakam, I'll say like 104 to 93. 104, 93. And so who, in the absence of Siakam, who's going to be the guy? That's tough. Um, I'm gonna give it to Gary Trent. I think he's. Yeah, I bet you he'll have a good game. He'll be like 34 points, 
three mm-hmm. assists, three rebounds. 34, three, and That's three. That's pretty. But actually, I bet you'll, instead of three rebounds, I'll give, I'll say four steals instead. Okay, so. Okay. And, all right, also, um, next Friday is Denver at Boston. So I think that's an interesting matchup, mm. too. Um, Spencer, we got, um, you know, the Celtics. We didn't talk much about them, but they just seem to be doing just fine um, for the most part. Um, Tatum's looking like Tatum. You know, they're they're scary. So who do you think? I mean, it's in Boston. Yeah. Who do you think's going to win? I mean, they have the same record. Uh, Celtics are I think they're better. I'll give it to the Celtics. I'll say one one fifteen to one oh seven, and I'll say Tatum as the top performer with thirty five and five. Okay, and the last game we're going to talk about or the last day uh is next saturday we have marcus we have houston in new orleans so what do you think is going to happen there um i'm going for a week of upsets so i'm going to say the houston rockets oh wow okay Pretty generous there yeah yeah it, i i honestly have faith in the rockets right now i i just feel like so how I, do they what's the key to their victory are they they have to hold the Pelicans to a low score? Or they have to hold the Pelicans to not hitting threes and closing out at the three-point line because I was watching the games. They just rain it down from the three-point line, the Pelicans, seems like. So, yeah, I'll go with the Rockets. I'll say it's a nail-biter. I'll say 121 to 119. Okay, and who's going to do it for the Rockets? I feel like... Jalen Green is going to have a monster game, like his best game yet. Okay. So I'll give him like 30 points, four rebounds, four assists. And that's a monster game for him because, you know, yeah. And so uh, in the last game that we're going to talk about next week, Spencer is Charlotte at Miami. So, oh, that's another, that's funny because you each one got a Charlotte at Miami game. So I guess they had, they've been doing a lot of that in the, uh, in the NBA, yeah. um, these yeah. kind of like two game matchups. Mm-hmm. We Raptors had a couple that. of yeah, so back to back of yeah, back to back. Yeah. So you because it makes sense for the schedulers, right? Yeah. I mean, just it's let more them, fun too. Yeah, um, let them play two games. Um, both of them, I think, are listed in Miami though. That seems weird. Um, maybe I mm. wrote that down. Well, wrong, it but. could it could just be like Charlotte has had Charlotte has had more home games. Miami, yeah, who knows what it is? Let me just uh, really check real quick, make sure I got that right though. Um, would it, would the, so the Thursday is the is the uh, is the tenth, right? Mm-hmm. So there is yeah, Sh- Charlotte at Miami on the t- on the uh, the tenth is a game that's happening, and then on the twelfth, um, let me see, uh, Charlotte yeah, at Miami. Weird. Yeah. Okay. So what do you think is going to happen when they're in their rematch game? <laughs> I'd say there's a higher chance of the Rockets winning in the rematch game, to be honest. Rockets. We're not talking Charlotte. 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 Sorry, sorry. sorry. <laughs> the I, Hornets? Uh, the Hornets winning, but I'm still not going to say that. Um, mm. The Charlottes, like, I mean, all their players are going to jail at this point. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right, so we'll just, just tell yeah. me what it's, what's going to happen. Uh, Miami, 
128 to 114. All right. And who's going to be the big performer for Miami? Uh, I'll say I'll say Jimmy. Um, 24, 7, and 7. All right. Well, that's that's a pretty good uh, week roundup. We, uh, that I think uh, it's interesting to hear what you guys think about um, the top players and these games upcoming. And you know, it co- you always have to reassess where these teams are, and where mm-hmm. they're going. Well, Got something to say there, Marcus? Yeah. Um, I think what's going to happen with the Charlotte Miami thing. I think the first game Charlotte's going to win, and the second game Heat's going to get mad, and there's going to be like a blowout game. That seems to happen a lot. There's like an upset. Yeah. The second game, they're like. We're not losing. Yeah, because you called the upset uh, on uh, on the Wednesday game, or pardon me, on the Thursday game, that they would just win by you know six points mm-hmm. because ball's coming back, and yeah. that'll be like a, the upset game. And the, yeah, and then the Miami Heat's like, we're not losing again at home to mm-hmm. these guys. Um, well, that's fair. Um, so uh, I think we've we've covered everything that we're gonna we're gonna cover on this episode. Um, very quickly, we already talked about. We already covered it. Just you know, we let's talk about the Raptors. Freddie's still out, and Siakam's so, yeah. and Siakam now is like they're going to reassess in two weeks, which is never good. Groin injuries are also never good. Well, let's mm-hmm. just whose team is it when those two guys aren't there? Like who's the? Like, um, I'm not saying who's the necessarily yeah. going to score the most points or whatever, but who's the team leader when those guys aren't in the game? I think it's Scotty. Um. Because honestly, our Van Vliet and Siakam are the two primary ball handlers, um, and you know we're sort of short on point guards. Like we have Banton and Malachi, obviously, but they're also you know not amazing. Yeah. Um, so I do think Scotty's going to be running the team, and I think I think he and OG are going to be leading for sure. I don't think anyone else can step up really. So who are the who who's the starting five with those two out, Marcus? Um, that's tough. I'd say they're probably gonna put Gary at the point or put Scotty at the point. Mm-hmm. Gary at the two, OG at the three, probably Precious at the four, and then they might have to start Coloco at the five. Coloco. Well, they were starting him yeah. with just Freddie out. Yeah. Right. So that's I mean with Coloco, he seems to be getting better with each game. Mm-hmm. They w- so Boucher doesn't get the start in any of these scenarios. I, don't, well. I, don't, no. I think we need him off the bench because yeah, he brings yeah. the energy. He yeah. brings energy, and he seems to be playing pretty intensely this season so far. Yeah, it's tough. I agree. Like Scotty does seem to be at least the – he's the spark, if anything. Is, yeah. However, I do worry about him when he feels like there's too much of – when there's like a lot expected of him mm. – um, he makes stuff happen. He's yeah. like running around like crazy. He does um, seem to get a little bit injury prone when he yeah. gets a little too excited, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just think he has to be the leader, though, because it's like, yeah. yeah. Oh, he's got a voice, right? He's yeah. loud. He's like energetic. Yeah. OG and Gary. I don't. I mean, Gary. I'm sure he's yeah. vocal, yeah. but yeah. he's not screaming around. He's no, not a leader. No, yeah. he's not a leader. Scotty yeah. seems to want to be leader. OG definitely isn't a leader. No. Right. Yeah. Um, just wanted to point out that we have a guest just joining us now. Our our dog Merlin has taken a seat in the in the our podcast studio, which is in in our basement. He just came in the room and he's sitting down, and he could make noise at any moment, but hopefully he'll just chill. Um, I heard him earlier. Probably I was speaking. I heard him barking upstairs. So just mm-hmm. a reminder to viewers that um, you know this podcast. I produce it. My name is Brooks. I um, 
and I, I co-host it with my two teenage sons who go by the nicknames uh, Spencey G and Marky Man, and they are my own private NBA analysts. But nonetheless, we're in our home, and um, sometimes the dog barks, sometimes there's like construction outside, so you may hear some of that. And that's why we're not in a professional uh, studio. We're in a makeshift studio, but that is pretty good, I think. I think our audio quality overall is pretty good. Uh, And maybe one of these days we'll actually have Merlin as a guest and see if we can get him to uh, say what he thinks, maybe have him do some picks. We'll we'll put out some... uh, you know how they do that? Have you yeah. ever seen that where they have like a like a duck or something will do like yeah. Super Bowl picks? Yeah. yeah. You know, and they'll just like whichever, you know, team it like waddles on or whatever. Yeah. Mm. Or takes a poo on. That's that's mm. the team that's gonna win. So maybe we'll figure out something like that with Merlin. Um anyway, I think um I think that pretty much wraps up this week. I don't know if there's anything else you guys if you think we didn't cover. But I think that's it. And um, as usual, I always ask you guys, how you doing in school? And do you have any homework right now, Spencer? Yes. Yeah, you got a lot of homework to do. Well, yeah. yeah, we got a late start on this today. Um, what about you, Marcus? You got a bunch of homework yep. to get to? All yeah. right. Well, uh, you know, that's no excuse for not doing your chores. So I would like you guys to make sure that the bathroom is clean and the dog is walked and that you fold the laundry and all the things um, that I always expect you to do. I thought I brought my wallet down here, but I didn't because I realized I've been neglecting paying you guys. So I am going to give you some money um, for this. We're going to work something out. Hopefully this podcast will become so popular and we get so much money either through Patreon or advertising, neither of which are set up, by the way. But, you know, in the future (laughs) that it'll pay for you to go to university. And uh, that's that's the goal. So until then, I'll slip you a fiver for sitting in. Um, It's not a very good rate. It's like that's probably less than five bucks an hour but that's what we'll do for now i'll slide slide you a five dollar you know thing and we'll 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 work out what you guys are going to get paid as we go because i do a lot of heavy lifting but you guys also do Hmm. a great job um telling me what to think about the nba so until next time listeners uh that's it for uh the orange ball juice podcast i've got nothing else to say (laughs) 